The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Lady love. Lady love. Are you ready for part two? Oh, I'm ready. I don't know, though. Am I ready? I think I'm ready. I feel like you can handle it. I mean, you've listened to worse. I mean, I've seen worse, lady love. I was I was at work today. <laughs> shit. Imagine that. Somebody took a death shit. Um, mm-hmm. So, like, right before you go, yeah. literally, like, shed all your bowels. So it's like... You shit the bed. I was literally. Say it's like the biggest colonoscopy of your life. Yes. Wow. And that's what I was dealing with today. Also, had to give somebody an enema. That's always so awkward. Every time I've gone to the hospital... Not for like, the person giving it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I swear I'm a professional. <laughs> Every time I've been in the hospital and they're like, you're disconstipated. Here, we can give you an enema. I'm like, can I just do this at home? That's definitely not the first step, though. Like, literally, less invasive first, ladies and gentlemen. Start with a stool softener. Well, <laughs> get yourself going. Drink some water, move around. Like, there are reasons why you're probably constipated. <laughs> Find the reason and fix it. Don't fucking, you, you know, unless you want to. Because I've definitely had people that are like, I, I, I could take care of this with an enema. And I'm like, <laughs> You doing it yourself? Because why are you so willing and ready to go for this? Like, who wants that? Just want to shoot an excessive amount of really cold water into your colon. Like, that's not right. appealing. Every time I've had this done, which is like twice, and I hated it. You had it, it done? Not at there. I definitely <laughs> went and did it myself at home. <laughs> and let me tell you, it was like it like, was like peeing backwards. Miralax, yeah. I mean, the fluid's got to come out. It's supposed I, to just oh, stimulate. It's so stimulate weird. It's it's flavorless it's cold it's like you can next time take Miralax you can drink it and guess what it'll make you shit no I know that that's why I just don't do these things I'm like I've been I can't got, believe you had two enemas that's so surprising uh, go to children's hospital lady love anytime you have a problem they're like here take this enema and I'm like <laughs> I just have more fun <laughs> I didn't even tell you I was constipated okay <laughs> oh wow oh okay well, yeah. So, you know, considering I dealt with that, I'm pretty sure, I mean. Death shits, I definitely think you can handle this. <laughs> you know, I, the, the, there'll be the verbal, and huh, but can I handle it? For sure. Oh, yeah. No, for sure. My first thought, though, when you told me death shit was like. Death shit. Like, I would, I know, but I'm picturing like black, just like, almost like sludge falling out and then it just smelling like putrefied if it's black there's probably blood in it (laughs) just a side note and uh no it's just like i mean you just let everything out you know what i mean does it like whoopee cushion out it's like pouring out of you yeah okay you know it it was sad it was it, it was a good day but definitely a sad day i mean but when isn't it a potential sad day when, you know, I was going to say in intensive care. We talked about this, like, right when you got that offer. For oh, the ICU. yeah. This is the first week where I feel like, OK, about it. Yeah. Like, you know, first four weeks, definitely crying at the end of each week. Like and not even just because I like it was overwhelming in some ways, but it was OK. Yeah. But then like recapping, I was like, oh, my God, how did I survive? <laughs> and <I'm> like, <laughs> this week, I'm kind of like, OK, everything's OK. Yeah. Like, Okay, great. Okay. I mean, it's like riding a bike. 
you get used to it after a while. It's yeah. like doing it every day. Eh, okay. Yeah. I'm sure EMTs have some like hilarious conversations <laughs> rolling into the ER. <laughs> it's true. But anyways, I'm Courtney. And I'm Kat. And this is Wine, Wicked Crimes, and Cat Moms Oh My. synchronous i know we're so good we're good at this now love this is episode 19 this is episode 19 yeah wow not counting drunken disorderly which is like a it's technically not like an episode yeah not yet special yeah a late night special if you will <laughs> tuesday night special maybe i don't know what Possibly. the day was <laughs> I mean, if i finish editing tonight because i'm like halfway through the first episode already oh, nice editing if i can get yeah. through that maybe i can take a peeky poo at this <laughs> At this episode that I'm terrified to listen to. I don't even want to know. I pretended like it never happened. I woke up the next day and I was like, I didn't even do that yesterday. <laughs> I didn't record anything. That wasn't me. And if anybody tries to bring it up, I will deny it till my dying day. It was not me. There was no video that it was me. And you can't prove it. Exactly. And we don't throw last names out here, so. Exactly. You're, you're safe with us. Mm-hmm. We're safe with each other. Exactly. <laughs> Before we get started, I should probably present part two of the wines of the week. Yeah. Like I said last week, this was a two for penny. Uh, yeah, penny two like for? No, it was like buy one, get one for a penny. Oh, which okay. I was like, all right. It's another Gallo Family Vineyards. This time we're going to try Sweet Peach. Delicious sweet wine with natural. Oh, I see a theme here. All right, you're just going to change the fucking fruit in the front and say deliciously sweet wine with <laughs> natural blank flavor. Okay. All right, whatever. But I'm not knocking it because the strawberry was good, but that's the only reason. Um, so let's see. Oh, my God. Should I even read it? Is it literally the same description? It's literally the same. Unless I fucking lost my mind. Perfect peach pleasure. Sweet peach is deliciously sweet and slightly fizzy. Fruity and light-bodied. With the taste of fresh peaches and hints of tropical fruit and sweet peach blossoms. Sweet peach is the perfect complement to your favorite meal at parties or as a sweet treat enjoyed on its own. Serve joke. Okay, so they didn't say at a barbecue or whatever the fuck this time. No, I'm pretty sure that's the same thing. Is it? (laughs) Verbatim, except for fucking sweet peach. Was probably sweet (laughs) strawberry or whatever the fuck it was. Strawberry sweet. I don't fucking know. I I feel duped. Yeah. In a way. But not really, because I'm like 95% sure this is decent wine. Yeah, it's not terrible. I mean, every time that I've needed to like get drunk pretty cheap. when like, I This is not a, you know, no. go-to. Hey, I used to buy that. It was like three for 12 in Allentown. <laughs> I, I went to the liquor store and I was like, why don't they have that deal? What do you mean one get one for a penny? These bitches were like three for $10. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm just saying. I okay. I didn't make that up because I went to the I went to the liquor store and I was confused. I'm like, is it different in the suburbs? Oh yeah, no, it's definitely different in the suburbs. Really? Oh, I mean, clearly we they apparently have more money because in the hood. For a fucking penny? Hey, I was like, you guys are 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 fucking. uh, You're robbing a bottle. I know. Like I should have an extra one. It should be buy one get one for a penny and one for free. Yeah. 
No, it definitely should. You know what, Lady Love? Bastards. Next time, we're going to Allentown Liquors. Oh, my God. Let's yeah, do it. Yeah, we, we definitely need to find a variety because it is failing. Yes. <laughs> not not failing. Failing. Yes. Miserably? Maybe. I, I don't know what our 19, you know, 19 wines. Eh. Yeah, I, mean, I feel like we're kind of even now that I say 19. Yeah, we are pretty even. There was a few where we were like, okay, this isn't bad. I can drink it. And then there was a few where we were like, mm-hmm. Listen, and there's I'm not only... going to forgive the St. Patrick's Day wine. No, I'm not do that it. was awful. That it was, was awful. Just... I don't, I, that was such a waste of like money and alcohol. <laughs> I can't believe it lied. If it would have tasted like apples, I would have been okay with it. Yeah, I was expecting like Jolly Rancher, yes. green apple. If you're making a green wine, wouldn't you make it taste like something like that? Apparently not. Apparently it tasted Ugh. just like leprechaun tears, which tastes like butt. Literally. <laughs> I was like, oh, leprechaun tears. That's cute. Oh, wait. Ew. <laughs> this is secretly Nickelodeon slime in a bottle. Oh, my God. Pretty much. But, yeah. Smells sweet. Should have had some peaches. Are peaches even in season? Uh, Probably not. Never yeah, mind. I don't think so. I think I have apples in the fridge. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm over the apples. <laughs> and the light body. Yeah, fuck it. Fuck it up. Yeah, I'm so mad. <laughs> <laughs> You want to try it before we get started reading later? Oh, God. Yeah, let's give it a sip. I'm hungry, so might as well drink for dinner. Tink, do you want Tink. some risotto? <gasps> oh, my God, guys. Lady Love makes the best risotto. <laughs> I was so excited when she made it yesterday, and it wasn't even for me. It wasn't for me. It was for Devon. <laughs> but you always get food when I make food, Lady Love. Oh, thank you, Lady Love. Listen, yes, I would like some risotto. Okay. Oh, my God. Have you ever seen the Seinfeld episode? Which with one? The, with, like, there's one that she's always joking um, that she got full after the risotto. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I, like, I don't know. Oh, obviously, whatever. But the risotto is the tits. Absolutely, Lady Love. I will have some. Lady Love. I definitely have some extra. Oh, yay! See, not a failure. Yeah, no. It definitely tastes like peaches, for sure. Right. It's like peach. Oh, it reminds me of that, my favorite fucking iced tea. Oh, I was going to say, it reminds me of, like, the fruit cups. Peach tea. Yeah. Like the little syrupy. Yeah. Cherries, pineapples, pears. Oh, I get yeah, a taste exactly. of pear now that you, you say, say that. It, yeah. Oh, that's interesting. It did say other tropical flavors. <laughs> I'm not mad at it. This would be good in a sangria. Yeah, it would. Like a nice, like, put fresh peaches, some strawberries, some of the cute, cute stuff in there. Yeah. Pour some of this shit in there. Put some apples in there. Ooh. You know, get yourself some rum. Pour that shit in there. That could be our thing we'd love. Maybe we can make, like, wine mixed drinks. Oh, my God. Yes. So we can stop failing at these wines. <laughs> yes. It is just, like, bothering my soul. I'm like, do we have to change the name? Is this what's going to happen? Wine, wicked, uh, wine, wicked crimes, cat moms, oh, my. Oh, wine, wicked, wicked, what, 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 what? It could still wicked be- spirits. Wine, yeah. wicked spirits, and ca- oh no! no. <laughs> I, clearly, I did not come up with the name. I had zero brainstorming ideas for it. <laughs> I'm more of a supportive person. <laughs> it's more like, hey, Lee Love, I have an idea for this podcast, and this is the cover, and this is what I want to name it. And you're like, cool, it's so great. <laughs> I love it. I love all of it. You want to sit down and talk with me? Sure, I can do that. <laughs> mm. So that'll be the thing. We'll come up with like wine mixed drinks. That would be so cute. We can make some decent drinks. I think we could. Let's do it. Yeah, I'm done for it. We'll try it next week. Okay. Yeah. All right. So Ooh. 
little recap where we left off. 53-year-old Dorothea Puente was sentenced to five years in prison for drugging and robbing four different senior citizens, one of which was supposed to be her friend mm-hmm. and was paroled after serving only three years. The four-year jail sentence was too short anyways. Exactly. But whatever. And you know, this lady must have been playing motherfuckers for a fool, bro. Because there was plenty of times where she got in trouble. And they're like, uh, it's not likely that she'll offend again. Yeah. We're just going to let her go. She, she's just a commonplace petty criminal. Yeah. Oh, my God. Poses a threat to no society. What? What the fuck? But what do you mean she doesn't pose a threat? Bitch is fucking Rufy and Oscar Mayer. Exactly. <laughs> and she's more dangerous than you, sir. Exactly. Put her behind bars and let her fucking rot there. So I said she was like the Mexican Mrs. Doubtfire. For real. But you know what? I, I believe that she was probably playing up quite a sub story. Oh, for sure. Especially after her little operation to lose yeah. all the weight. She was yeah. all saggy looking. Yeah. Definitely looking old. That was just got she pushing was her. 50 passing for 70. <laughs> like, can you imagine? <laughs> like, that's some hard fucking time on this earth, bro. If you're 50 <laughs> looking like you're 70, which don't get me wrong, it does happen. But man, do you want to be that person? Oh, wait, look, I'm not even 30 yet. And I'm like in no, the no. mirror. <laughs> Lady Love, please. You look like an 18-year-old child. You calm I'm, down. I'm trying. I got, I got masks, different face washes. One for every different day of the week. Mm-hmm. Lady Love, you look fine. Lady Love, it's like your thing with your skin tone where you say your complexion. It's you, uneven. It's not uneven. You have perfect skin. Mind-boggling. I must see a different person when I look in the mirror. That's what I'm saying. I'm like over here and I'm like, I see a wrinkle. <laughs> what is that? What is that? Is that a crow's feet? Is that a crow's no, they love your, trust me. But I get it. I get it. People can't fucking cope with their own mm-hmm. insecurities. Well, apparently this bitch just, she like worked them she up. She played up her insecurities. She's like, look at me. I'm saggy. I'm sad. Are you loving? You know? She probably threw in some of the Spanish in there. Mijo. Yeah, made herself the cute grandma. Made herself the cute grandma. Yeah. Oh, what a piece of work. That's exactly what she did. Well, before she got out of prison, she found herself a pen pal named Everson Gilmuth. A pen pal? A pen pal. Would you be interested in pen paling somebody they love? Fuck no. <laughs> I can barely text my friends back. <laughs> like, you know, I think I'm going to write a murder in prison. Oh, okay. Is, is that what you want to do with your spare time? Like, I mean, there's those weirdos, like... The ones that, like, followed Charlie Manson. Yeah, like, murder fuckers or whatever they are. Yeah, yeah, I see it. But also, at the same time... It's fucking weird. Who the fuck did she find? Exactly! Who is this dude? Like, she's run off every other man in her life. I mean, maybe it's a good thing that he was just a pen pal to start with. Well, he was writing many of the women in the prison. Oh, so this was probably, like, a thing for him. He was probably, like, a freaky perv. That wanted some fucking prison pussy, <laughs> prison pussy for some weird reason. I feel like he just thought it was like a, a good playing field for him because they can't go nowhere. They're definitely not going to cheat on you. I mean, th- they can, they love. Hey. Oh, yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> I guess that's true. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, only because it's a women's prison, don't, don't mean nothing. I bet Dorothea had to be banging the bitches, too. I feel like she had to. You think so? <laughs> she was a prostitute. <laughs> 
You think it's fucking... <laughs> it's not out of her realm of, like, you know, things she would be willing to do. That's what I'm saying. If you think, you think if Brenda came up to her and was like, $100 for that ass right now, she's going to be like, no, sorry, I don't swing no, that way. <laughs> not interested, please. <laughs> no, thank you. No, thank you. I mean, you're right. Actually, you're right, Lilo. Because let's not forget, she was fucking hoeing it up at an ice cream parlor. Exactly. Which I still, I don't know if I can cope with it. I'm just at an ice cream parlor where Timmy goes to eat his sundae? I know. I don't think so. She's like in Anderson's in the corner. That's what I'm thinking. The like, black market. Yes. Yes. She's a shady girl that you hit, like that you see right before you hit the door. Oh, God, yeah. (laughs) In the parking lot, like she's trying to be on the property, but not really, so she doesn't loiter. The one light is like flickering above her. It gets cold. You feel a draft when you walk by her. She's trying to make eyes at you. (laughs) Don't look at me. I don't look at me. Yeah, all of a sudden you fucking turn to stone. You find out she's Medusa. Yeah. Got a little off tangent, but whatever. So Everson Gilmuth, his wife had passed away, mm. and he was looking for companionship by writing a bunch of the women inmates. Okay. Well, in 1984, he decided that he fancied him some Dorothea. Mm. So 80-year-old Everson told Dorothea. 80. Yeah. 80. Oh, 80 man. out here looking for love. Oh, wait. That changes a little bit. I thought he was a younger dude for oh, some no. reason. Oh, no. I thought he was a little younger. She's saying she's 70. Right. Damn, I my heart breaks a little bit for him, you know. <laughs> oh, listen, you get fucking old. The only person you got is your boo. Once your boo leaves you, <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. I feel companionship like companionship is hard to come by, Layla. I guess doing like a prison tender is a good idea for an old guy, you know. <laughs> you just call it prison tender. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think you might have found something there. Number one, Lady Love. Number two. Man, this was the 80s, though. Like, he had to put some work in That's what I'm saying. Like, a prison he is was probably... Lonely. It was like Christian Mingle, except, like, oh, prison Mingle. Don't you... Doesn't your heart break for him? A little bit. I'm not he didn't turn into a murderer for her, right? Oh, no. no. Oh, thank God. I mean, not with a name like Everett. Oh, no. Everson. Oh, Everson. Everson. I like Everett. Yeah, like Everett's better. <laughs> For an 80-year-old. Okay, I'm sorry. Tell me more about him. I just feel bad now. It paints the picture differently. I thought he was like some scummy dude with a leather jacket, (laughs) chewing gum with a toothpick in his mouth, waiting for Dorothea to come out so they can go commit some murders together or some crazy shit like that. Yeah, 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 exactly. You know exactly what I'm picturing. So, like, to now see that he's 80, I'm just like, oh, oh my God. He's like the little old guy from Up. He's just looking for love. Yeah, oh, my God. I didn't watch that movie until like recently within the past like couple years. God damn. That is a bad movie. I was like, oh my God, Pixar. Is this a child's film? Like, yeah. This is sad. Wait, look, Death made me watch that movie with him and I was like, what is this madness? (laughs) Like, what are you making me watch? Like, this is not a romantic movie at all. (laughs) No. Oh, God. Okay, yeah, I do picture him as a little yeah. grandpa from Up. Yeah, no. I was much happier with Coco. I wasn't a fan of Coco. What? I'll be honest. I love me some Coco. He's so cute. I prefer me some fucking, uh, fuck, just forgot the name. Why does it ex- escape me? The movie we were just talking about. We were just talking about Up. Yeah, I prefer Up over Coco. Oh, just, okay. I forgot the name for some reason. <laughs> I do. I don't know. Coco was, like, offbeat for me. I don't know. I liked it. He was, really? he was a sassy little kid. 
don't know. I, don't know. I think I liked the the grandfather or whatever the fuck that he didn't know that yeah. like, he his bones slowly. Yeah, he's like falling apart. You're like, hurry up, dude. Are you going to become a musician or what? Yeah. Go, like, get there. I don't know. It didn't do it for me. Not the way Up did. Maybe because Up, like, that was some fucking development into that story. I was going to say, Up pulled on your heartstrings. Like, oh, it wanted to fucking punch you in the heart. They love it and pull at them. Oh, I know. It was fucking boxing. <laughs> like, <Aww. laughs> you know, so I don't know. That's just my feeling on it. But anyways, Everson. Well, yeah. Grandpa. Evie was looking for a wife. Yeah, he was. And when the Wicked Wench found out that he had a pension check, <gasps> she was all about oh, pretending. No. Yes. Fuck. So... She was pretending she wanted to drop that ass on him for a whole year before she was released from prison in 1985. Damn. So she was just lying for a year. Like, well, that's, that's child's play to her. This woman was just a piece of work. Do you think writing on a piece of paper to a little old man will cost her that much? Especially if she knows she's getting a pension out of it? That's what I'm saying. A pension. I'll send you a titty shot. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Everson just got murdered, though. Oh, that is, that's, oh yeah. okay. That's All exactly right. what happened. All right. My heart is just broken. Yeah, he does. He gets murdered. Oh, okay. So when in prison, the psychologist diagnosed Dorothea with schizophrenia again. Okay. And he thought that she'd be a good member of the community as long as she never worked with anyone who would depend on her for their well-being and should be monitored. What is up with these people? They apparently couldn't accept the fact that she was a female... Like, mm-hmm. criminal. Like, back then, they just thought women were, like, dumb. Women aren't criminals. Yeah. Women are wives and mothers. Exactly. And housekeepers. Damsels in distress. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Like, you can't be schizophrenic, you silly woman, you. Go back to work. We'll just keep watching you. Well. But don't let anybody take care of her. Or let her take care of anybody. But she's not. Yeah, exactly. But just be careful. <laughs> but she's okay. <laughs> she. No puppies, no kittens, <laughs> not even a fish. <laughs> She's got to be alone, but we'll watch her, but just be careful. Well, when she got out in August 1985, she was told explicitly that she was not allowed to work with anyone that was elderly or disabled, mm. could not ever run another boarding house, easily, and definitely could not be anyone's social security payee. Do you think she listened? I'm assuming she was all of the, the above for poor Everson. Oh, yeah. She... Easily. So, when she got out of jail mm-hmm. at 56 years old... 56? Mm-hmm, like, all of this life, and she's only 56. I know. It, like, blows my mind. Also, because she keeps telling the age lie. I know. Like, I'm like, oh, she's fucking 72. Or, or fuck, she's fucking 50 still. Yep. Like, okay. Tender age of 56. Well, the Wicked Wench moved back into the second floor of Ricardo and Veronica's house. Mm-hmm. at 1426 F Street mm-hmm. and immediately started looking for elderly people to move in, clearly Ooh. violating her parole. I know they said that I shouldn't do this, but I'm gonna. <laughs> <laughs> and they're not gonna know. They'll never know. They'll never know it was me. Well, they really did not. Oh my God. So, you gotta be fucking kidding me. <laughs> I swear to Jesus, like, love. Like, what the fuck, This dude? shit perplexes my soul. Every time. Every- I feel like I could've got... Oh. I would have gotten away with so much. That's what I'm saying. Like, Jesus, what's happening? I can't even cabbie roll a stop sign now without getting pulled right? over. <laughs> I get so paranoid. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. It's and like, like the no turn on red sign and you're like, you fucking triple take it because these. 
The cops out here, they don't give a flying fuck. Ma'am, the speed limit's a 45. I clocked you at a 46. Where were you going? <laughs> oh, I'm so I'm sorry. sorry. <laughs> I didn't even know I was doing 46. I thought the speed limit was 50. Well, you're wrong. <laughs> you know, like, mm-hmm. And this woman is out here conning people, you know. Forging checks. Multiple times. Prostituting. Got in trouble with the law multiple times. Yeah. Was seen by people of uh, psychologists and people in the medical field multiple times. Yep. Nobody decided to fucking institutionalize her or at the very least put her out in a corner and fucking shoot her. Like, what the (laughs) fuck is going on with these people? No, because she could be a good member of the community. Of course she can, but she's just fucking highly dangerous to the community. No, she just, like, poisons people and whatever. No big deal. Yeah, it's fine. Well, after she moved in, she was looking for older people to move in. Of course, violating her parole. Mm-hmm. An 80-year-old Everson also showed up. Oh He'd God. packed up everything in his red pickup truck, hitched a trailer to the back. Wait, did he live in his red pickup truck? No, okay. he lived in Oregon. Oregon. <laughs> I love how you say Oregon. I know. <laughs> Oregon, Oregon. I don't really know. I never know how to, how to properly. I've never heard Oregon until I met you. I've heard other people like tell me that it's Oregon. So I don't know. Really? Yeah. I've always heard Oregon. When you said it, I was like, the fuck? <laughs> Where is that from? <laughs> Oregon. And then I'm like, I feel like it takes so much effort. Ah. Language is a lot of effort. It is. I was going to say, there's like so many words. There's so many there's. Well, not even that. There's like Buffalo. I've noticed that like Buffalonians are like lackadaisical and just fucking squeeze a sentence together in a word. Yeah. I notice I do it quite often. Yeah. That's kind of fucking crazy. <laughs> and then when you think about it, putting in all the effort into saying all the words at once, kill your soul. Oh, yeah. No, for sure. Like, as I'm editing these, I notice a lot of times that we, like, stop halfway through a sentence because we know exactly how the ending is going to go. And you know how the ending is going to go. <laughs> so we just don't say it because we know exactly what we said. But then, like, we don't actually say it. And then slowly, like, it comes back around. But it's usually like I st- start saying a sentence and then you'll finish it. Yeah. And then vice versa. Yeah. 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 We do that. It's a Buffalonian problem. It's like use guys is a thing that I've heard. And use guys? Oh my God. It irks my soul. I can deal with use. Use guys? For some reason, it irritates use me. guys. Yeah. That's a lot of effort right there. Mm-hmm. I'm easily not saying it because it's too much to come out of my mouth. <laughs> I have to breathe too much to say those words. So you know what? Not using it. <laughs> I refuse. <laughs> I refuse. It's cutting out of my vocabulary. I don't like it. So he moved. That's poor Everson. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Poor Evie. He decided to pack up all his shit and Mm -hmm. move in with Dorothea. Mm Mm-hmm. And she's in California, so he moved from Oregon, Oregon, to California. It's Washington, Oregon, and then California, right? She was in Washington for a little bit, but then she moved to Sacramento. Yeah, but I'm talking state-wise. Washington, Oregon, California. So he went quite a ways. Yeah, like he, depending where in California she was, he hitched that trailer onto that little pickup truck, and he probably went quite a ways for mm-hmm. this fucking crazy person. Oh yeah, man, he packed up all his belongings. Yep, all of them, and hitched a trailer. He man, moved that's in with her. Love, bro. That is love. He spent a whole year talking that ass up. He thought he was about to catch yeah. him some cheeks. Yeah, that's true. I mean, he was out there for companionship. She kept it up for a year. Who was who was to say that she wouldn't have been, you know? 
that he didn't find the next missus. Yeah, exactly. You know, how many of them are really crawling out there at 80, lady? I mean, he could have picked another one of his inmates. What if they wouldn't have been interested in good old Evie? I mean, he was corresponding with a few. <laughs> You're saying maybe the other ones just didn't keep up that much. Yeah, it could be Dorothea was like throwing in that extra. You know what? She I was a prostitute. Exactly. She knew how she's to... probably talking dirty to him over those oh, yeah. correspondence and shit. You know how old people porn use PayPal? PayPal or not PayPal? Yeah, porn PayPal or porn Western Union. Porn PayPal? Probably. And I'm sure she was doing it in that like old person way. Yeah. She knows how to get to them. She's passing for 70. There's no way she doesn't know how to get to them if she's passing for 70 at 50. She's been a hooker for a long time, they love. Oh, yeah. No, she was, like, throwing in all the fancy words to make it sound like she's not being dirty, but she is. Like, you know, the double entendres. I would be curious. I'll let you butter my muffin. (laughs) Ew. (laughs) But, yeah, I see that. uh, I see that. Okay, so, yeah. Obviously, he put all his eggs in one basket with her. Oh, yeah. Hitched his little trailer, went down there. Mm-hmm. I'm here, Dorothea. I love you. I'm here for you. Let's do this. Long haul. Oh. Ten years tops. Oh. <laughs> so, Evie had a sister named Reba. Oh. And she was worried about her brother because he had a heart condition and decided to move in with a criminal. Right. So, a few weeks after he moved and never called her, Reba called the cops <gasps> to do a wellness check. Really? Yeah, she was like, go check out my brother. I ain't fucking around. Well, Everson was actually still alive. Oh, good. He was pissed, and he oh, called... Oh, no! Yeah, he called Reba, saying that he was fine, and to leave the cops out of it. <gasps> but that was the last time she ever heard from him again. Oh! Reba should have stayed as persistent as she was, I have a feeling. Mm-hmm. Because, uh... Good old Dorothea got different plans for Evie. Oh, She was yeah. probably isolating him. She was like, call that bitch back and tell her to mind her business. Well, that's exactly what was happening. Because <laughs> when he was on the phone, she was in the background like, oh, I'm not his big bitch. I'm not his whole big not. <laughs> call the cops on me. Call the cops on me. We'll see, bitch. We'll see. Oh, man. Okay, so she was orchestrating in the background, you know, you go tell her. Okay. You better tell your bitch. Yeah. You're in her own business. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. And you're safe with me. The poisoner. Ugh. Well, on October 14th, 1985, Reba got a letter from the Wicked Wench saying that Everson was fine. Oh. And reiterated that he did not want her calling the cops again. Very interesting. Well, then on November 2nd, Reba got a letter that was supposed to be from Everson saying that his wedding was off and that he was leaving Dorothea to go back to Oregon and he'd call her when he was moved back in. But that was a lie because Dorothea had actually sent that letter to Reba. Why though? Well, because she didn't want Reba thinking that Dorothea had anything to do with it. Mm. So she told him that, you know, it was off and that he was moving back. Everson was actually still living with Dorothea at Ricardo and Veronica's house. Mm -hmm. Ricardo had talked to Everson right before Christmas Mm -hmm. because uh, him and his family left to go to Mexico Mm -hmm. to spend the holidays with some family. And Everson was like a wood carver. So he was outside, you know, carving his wood, whatever he was doing. And yeah, (laughs) making stools, little end tables, Mm -hmm. you know. Bob Rossing it up, whittling some shit, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I wish I could whittle Lady Love. I feel, like, whittle a shank. Oh, yeah. I feel like i always seen that in cartoons. I feel like that'd be super right? cool. Yeah. And it's, like, useful. 
It is. To be in a whittle world? Whittle a fucking spear? Oh, post-apocalyptic league love. I don't even need to. I can whittle myself a fucking noose because I'm definitely not about to live through that. <laughs> Damn, <laughs> Wow, that's how you feel. Oh, me and Dev talked about this. You're putting up nooses? He was like, oh, you would be fine post-apocalyptic. And I was like, no, babe, you would be fine. I'm not living through that. And he goes, what do you mean? I was like, I don't even run for the bus. You don't have to run from some zombies. <laughs> Damn, lady love. Wow, just fucking stone cold and bitches out here, I guess. I like, I would fight. That shit would probably be fun, Lady Love. Tell me we could... You know what? I don't even know. We're, we're going to go off into a whole other tangent with this one because you evolved to your surroundings. I just want to mention my reaction when our electricity went out for oh, you. Yeah. <laughs> she was going to book a fucking... <laughs> <laughs> I'm over here trying to organize a set of candles and Courtney's like, I'm going to a fucking hotel. I'm not fucking doing this. <laughs> well, it's going to be on tomorrow in the morning. It's just one night. No, no. <laughs> No, no, <laughs> no, cold. I'm calling for, I'm on the phone. You know what? As a matter of fact, I'm on the phone right now. Don't talk to me. I got to get prices <laughs> for the night. Hi, how much for a one night stay? Okay, thank you. Next hotel. <laughs> Fucking pricing bitches in the area. I remember that. Uh-huh. I was not about it, Lady Love. It was so. one night. <laughs> it wasn't even a whole night, but let's just right, came came back four hours later. Four hours without power, and she was ready to throw in the towel, guys. She was ready for it. She couldn't do it. I wasn't about it, Lady Love. It's so fucking funny. It was fine. I, <laughs> I had to live through the October storm. I didn't have electricity for a week, Lady Love. I was not about it. See, thank goodness. But when the October storm hit, we were solid. We didn't lose power at all. Oh, My mom made me walk home through the storm. Of course she did. She was like, it's snowing out. I was like, I know. She's like, you better walk fast. You better walk fast. <laughs> I'm like, all right, damn, mom. No, and I made it home through the snow. I did too, late love. It's okay. I had to walk home too. <laughs> but damn. And then like the fucking, the storm hit. But we never, thank God, we never lost power. That would have been a rough week. Because we were all still living together. Imagine oh. I was all living together in a house without power for a week. Late love. It was Oh, I can't imagine, Lady Love. It was the worst. You have PTSD from losing power. That's yes. what it is. You don't fucking have an issue with it. Oh, God, I just figured it out. That's so funny. <laughs> I was like, why is she going to a hotel? <laughs> I was like, is this a little excessive? Should I go to a hotel? I was like, maybe I should just go and stay with my mom. Like, is it going to be that bad? Lady Love, it was awful. During October start. <laughs> my dad, he had, like, all the burners on the stove on. Like, he had them lit with the lighter. And he's oh. like super paranoid that something was gonna catch on fire. So he would like make us make me and him take shifts on watching the stove. So I'd literally have to wake up for two hours to stand there and watch the light. Oh my and then God, go back to sleep for two hours. I am not kidding you. When I was graduating high school, they're like, Oh, you don't want to join the Marines? No. I already done live through basic training. I'm fine. <laughs> I have enough life skills. Like, I'm good. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, that makes more sense why you wanted to go to a hotel. That's what I love. But it was what. So, yeah. Um, Ricardo saw Evie in the backyard whittling some shit. And right before he was about to go spend Christmas in Mexico with some family. Okay. Well, Ricardo asked Everson if he was all right because he looked like death. Mm. But he said he was fine. You know, he was just tired, whatever. 
barely He's breathing. Eight. Yeah. I'm fine. <laughs> Go be with your family. <laughs> it's like SpongeBob. I don't need it. I don't need it. I need it. Right. Water. Yeah, exactly. I don't need it. He's fucking blue from not being able to breathe, but guess what? Mm-hmm. He's fine. I'm fine. I'm just going to sit here and whittle this log. Yeah. So, a few days after Ricardo and his family left, the wicked wench murdered her fiancé, <gasps> Everson. She poisoned him and or also suffocated him. So, Oh, my God. They don't wow. know for sure. Yeah. She either poisoned him to death just or poisoned him and then suffocated him. What an asshole. And she locked his dead body in a room upstairs. <gasps> the wicked wench then asked... Jesus Mesa, uh-huh. who was the boyfriend of one of the people that she wasn't supposed to have renting from her, <laughs> to help her get rid of the body. She literally said this, like, yo, you trying to help me get rid of a body? And he was like, nah. How much is the weight? Oh, <laughs> I thought he was going to be a different person. I'm sorry. <laughs> no. She told him that he had a heart attack and that she needed to get rid of a body. Like, that was it. You don't want to call, you know, maybe the funeral home. Oh, no, because... Maybe put him in a casket if homie died of a heart attack. Yeah, no. Apparently not. Just, just a thought. Well, he was like, fuck no. And she asked him not to call the cops, and he didn't. I'm like, you didn't? You, I would have been like, okay. And then I immediately called the cops. Hello, 911? I don't know what's going on here. I'm not trying to get involved, but... <laughs> this woman just told me that she needs help hiding a body. Can you go check on her, please? Exactly. But keep me uninvolved. I'm, I'm anonymous. Here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Can I stay anonymous? Okay, thank you. <laughs> you know, like, what the fuck? Yeah. Well, since that didn't work, the Wicked Wench called up a handyman that she knew named Ishmael Flores. Hey. She sold him her boyfriend's red pickup truck for $800 and asked him to build her a storage box that was six feet long and three feet wide. Six feet long and three feet wide. Yeah. That's a pretty big box. Mm-hmm. When he dropped off her storage box, she asked him to keep it open and to come back in three days to help her put it in storage. While they were driving to the storage place, they passed by the Sacramento River, and Dorothea decided to leave the box by the river instead. <gasps> because she really didn't need the stuff inside the box. So Ishmael said okay and helped her move the heavy-ass box as close to the river as they could. And he didn't think anything of that. Like, you wouldn't be like, oh. The fuck is in this box? Exactly. Woman? Like, who's like. There's a dead body in here? Oh, oh my God. What? <laughs> yeah. Like, he didn't ask. No questions. Really? Mm-hmm. He's just like, okay, that's fine. We throw it out then. I wonder if she paid him. I'll pay you for your time, Neil. She did just sell him a truck for 800 bucks. I don't mm-hmm. know. That's probably a little, a little $800 truck and a little humdinger. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying, Lady Love? A little hooker mm-hmm. mm-hmm. on the balls. Exactly. <laughs> Hookers don't forget their ways. It's uh-huh. all I'm throwing out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, what? Right? Ah! Oh, God, go away! <laughs> I love you. <laughs> um, I'll call him back. <laughs> I was gonna say, maybe be like, we're recording. I'm in love. Hi, baby. <laughs> baby, we're recording, so I'll call you after we're done, okay? I love you. If you listen to the podcast, you might hear all the shit we talk. Okay. <laughs> My love. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, baby. I'll talk to you later. 
I love you. Bye. <laughs> so funny. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest, though, we haven't talked all day today. I was so busy at work. I was so busy at work. I mean, you are dealing with dead people. Dead shits and dead, mm-hmm. you know? Like, yeah, it was busy. Usually we talk a lot more, like on lunch. Yeah. Or something after work. This is like the first, this is actually the first time I talked to him all day. And that's so rare. That is that's surprising. That's so rare. Like it never happens. I'll say usually we're together and it's like every 20 minutes. It's like, <laughs> hey babe, what are you doing? I'm with Courtney. Oh, hey babe, what are you doing? I'm just out late last still. Oh, I'm still with Courtney. <laughs> yeah. oh, okay. Tell us say hi. <laughs> <laughs> oh, babe. You're so funny. <laughs> um, Where were we? Dumped a box by a river. Heavy ass box did not question. No, he was just like, okay. You said six feet long and three feet wide, right? Yep. That's some fucking muscle to put into moving this box. Yeah. Some muscle. Well, she basically made him make a casket. Exactly. And he didn't question it? Oh, no, apparently not. Because people always ask for fucking six feet long boxes. So maybe he thought it was like, you know what? Got a sweet deal, though. $800 truck. Uh, yeah you know he probably knew lady love there's no way you are moving something that big and that heavy i can't imagine that good old abby was a big man but i can't imagine that he was a frail or maybe she fucking started he was whittling true True. he was a woodcarver his whole life he was definitely at least somewhat in shape he's 80 but then again, remember, he's 80. Your muscle mass, your shit fucking depletes when you get old. It only love. depletes if you don't use it, though. That's true. We don't know how solid of an 80-year-old Evie was. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying, though. Even at that, he seems like a solid 80. Mm-hmm. So he probably was. Yeah. And you're moving the box and you're not thinking, oh, God. Then she made me build the casket? <laughs> for Like, that wouldn't cross your mind? But ain't that fucked up? She sold his truck to the guy that was going to build his casket for you. love. She gets no fucks. No, she obviously no soul. Very clearly, evil Satan. So she wasn't even gonna push him in the river. She just like no, left she him just by left it. it by there. Like okay, but I guess it would have looked even weirder if she was like, "Hey, help me drop this in the river." <laughs> she wasn't gonna go back and like push it into the river. I mean, no, not she just trying to like. For some reason, I feel like when you receive a piece of information, you try to process it in every way possible, <laughs> including up to and including the way where you're just like. Bro, you're going to get into the river, but not even push it into the river. You're not going to come back and push that fucking, you know, your 56-year-old ass ain't that old, ma'am. So I feel like if you really wanted to, you could push that box into the river. She definitely could. And she just left it by the river. By the river, as close to the water as possible. Coffin-sized box next to the river. Got it. Boom. Yep. So on January 1st, 1986, someone found the box. Of course. With a decomposing body inside. Oh, my God. See, they opened up the box. Exactly. People open up boxes. If I see a box on the side of the road. Tell me you're not going to look at it. Exactly. And then you see a head and you're traumatized. But guess what? Curiosity killed the cat. Mm -hmm. You're going to look inside a fucking box if you see one. It's like, don't press the button. Why not? (laughs) This one? <laughs> the world explodes like yes that one <laughs> well 
someone found the box with a decomposing body inside. Mm. The body was too decayed to figure out how he had died, and he had no idea. So poor Evie was put into the system as a John Doe and stored at the morgue. Damn. Because no one knew who he was, the Wicked Wench kept cashing Everson's pension <gasps> checks. Of course she did. Fucking wench! I know! I no know way! I told you! Oh my god, that's so wicked! She's just evil. Like, Lady Love, like, way too evil. Mm-hmm. She's, like, literally evil incarnate. Like, Yeah, she is. Lilith, boom. Dorothea Puente. Yeah, like... I birth demons, too, and then I just give them out for adoption. Yeah, like, what <laughs> the fuck? I wonder how her kids... I know this was, like, way off, but I still wonder how the kids that she gave up for adoption are. I bet you they can... It makes me think of my triplet thing. Yeah. Does it have the side effects on them? I mean... I wouldn't think so. I feel like some part of it. Probably some things. Like, Actually, no. You know what? Different conversation. We'll have it later. Sorry, Lady Love. We're going to derail here into okay. a whole different fucking spiral of the universe. Well, all throughout 1986, 57-year-old Dorothea kept taking in people for care and turned Ricardo and Veronica's home into another boarding house. Yes. <clears throat> my hand was raised in case. Nobody knows why Lady Love said yes. <laughs> I do raise my hands uh, for questioning. Weren't they supposed to be checking on this bitch? Yeah, they didn't. Oh, not at all. Not They're going to monitor her, but that means not monitor her at all? Well, no. so you find out later that she does go to all her probation appointments. Like, she goes there. Oh. And she tells people that they can come by, but, like, somehow they never knew that she had a boarding house. Didn't know. Nobody wants to stop by. Yeah. Everybody's just like, you can come for coffee if you want. Yeah. And, and then, then they're like, I'm good, Dorothea. That shit probably got poison in it. And like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. A fucking lazy ass people in the system. I mean, that's how it goes, though. Even people now. True. true. They're like, oh, yeah, I checked out my probation uh, officer. They love, you know what it reminds me of? Like, people like in the system just fucking paper pushing and not making an effort Mm -hmm. i finally watched the trials of gabriel fernandez that's so sad right my soul could not take it i fucking they they in the first like 13 minutes or whatever the intro of the first episode they had the nurse that fucking took him talk and i fucking cried yeah my eyes out that shit is so sad The best thing, though, was as soon as that fucking documentary came out and people, like, heard about what she did, that bitch got that ass tapped in prison. Like, I mean, clearly she needed to. I was going to say, someone, like, pulled out the shank. Right. Was she deserving of it? Yes. They should have shanked her with some kitty litter. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, make it difficult for her. But, like, systematically, people that just were like, I'm sure he's fine. Yeah. I'm sure she's fine. I should probably check on him. You know, all these multiple abuse allegations and shit happening to this kid. But you know what? I'm sure he's fine. Yeah, he's not eating kitty litter and sleeping in a box. Exactly. This woman, been caught many times. Many times. Just had a boarding house. You know what? These are your rules. You cannot take care of people. You cannot have a boarding house. You cannot take care or, like, become the social security pay of anybody else. Oh, okay. I'm going to do exactly that. Yeah, I'm going to do And nobody checked on her? Nope. Okay. Because she's a woman, Lady Love. All right. Women I mean, can't do things. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to fucking seizure on this and pass out. I know. Like, of course. No, women can't do a fucking thing. Sure. No, not at all. Women aren't serial killers. Oh. It's fine. Well, God. 
She turned the basement into a sleeping area. Mm. The Wicked Wench had enough room for eight people. They each had a bed and a TV. Dorothea did all their laundry and cooked all their meals. That's easy, though. Yeah. For a Hispanic woman? Mm-hmm. That's all my mom knows how to do. I was going to say, that's like... You eight. tell her to stop, and she doesn't know how. <laughs> Took her to the back doctor. What does your mom usually do? Oh, a lot of cleaning, dishes, and, you know, keeping the house extraordinary clean. Yeah. She needs to take a, b- a break on that. Seeing her the following day, what was she doing? <laughs> cleaning the stairs on her hands and knees. <laughs> what did we just talk to the doctor about yesterday? <laughs> well, it's Saturday. Music's blaring. Listening to J-Lo. Not even J-Lo. I forgot what, uh, what it was. It was something way heavier than that. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> There we go. That's more her alley. I know. Something fucking super heebie. It's Saturday morning or afternoon, I think, by the time I got there. Music's blaring so loud you can't hear yourself think. And she's fucking cleaning. Exactly. Exactly. After the doctor specifically told her not to do these things. So you know what? For her, that was a day... I was going to say, and in I, the bucket for Miss Dorothea. And she has seven siblings. Like, you think she right. might have to cook and clean yeah. for seven people? Set up seven, eight beds. I'm uh, impressed that she got eight TVs, to be honest with you. Yeah. You know? Eight TVs in between those curtains. That is... Imagine the amount of They're wiring. probably the little tube TVs. <laughs> I'm thinking, like, as big as the TVs were back in that day, imagine the excessive amount of illegal wiring that that woman had in that basement. Oh, yeah, for sure. She Just to like power these fucking TVs. Eight extension cords. <laughs> <laughs> One extension cord leading to the other, to the other, to the other, to the top of the door. Like... It's like weird science. All of a sudden, yes. she like pulls the fucking Dracula <laughs> handle down, and then like all the electricity runs through all the TVs. Yes, it's alive! It's alive! Yes, <laughs> and all the TVs are working. Everybody's happy. Mm-hmm. I'm honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm impressed that she was able to do that. Oh, this woman has some fucking ambition. She did. She was good at being a fucking demon. God. Well, a lot of the people that she rented to didn't have much. So they thought that they hit the jackpot, even though Dorothea hit them, (laughs) literally. Oh, my God. So she would scream at them and hit them occasionally. That's fucked up. Yeah. Oh, God. You you already know how I feel. Somebody needs to hit her. Well, she also had a lot of alcoholics live with her. Oh. So she had to convince them to let her control their money so that they wouldn't drink it all away. So that's how she would get their checks. Wow. Mm Mm-hmm. Or she just stole their checks from the mailbox and made herself their payees without them knowing. So Dorothea herself was a degenerate alcoholic, mm-hmm. but was annoyed by other alcoholics. So she mostly beat the tenants that had a drinking problem. Wow! <laughs> <laughs> Not that it's funny, but ironically, you're going to beat the people that are like you? Yep. Yeah. You annoy yourself, so you're just... Okay. Apparently. All right. Well, in spring 1986, a woman named Leona Carpenter moved into the Wicked Wench's boarding house. Uh Uh-oh, Leona sounds serious. Well, Leona was 78 with a plethora of illnesses, including syphilis, hypertension, alcoholism, and anemia. (laughs) Anemia, yeah. Apparently, they didn't know how to cure it back then. No, they didn't. Syphilis can make you insane. Yeah. But that's what I thought. I I thought syphilis evolved and made you insane, and then it killed you. Yeah. It turns your brain into mush. Right. So how far in the process is this little hooker? Well, ah, I guess she's still cooking. Sorry. I was just thinking about it from a different point. So she syphilis? made... Syphilis? Yeah. Syphilis. No, okay. No. <laughs> Sorry. No, I don't want to make that an assumption of her. I, was, I mean, back in the day, people used to try to purposely get syphilis. For the high? What the fuck? No. So like, it was like a theory that people that were super into like uh, 
fuck, what's that one? That stupid course in college that you take. Philosophy. Uh-huh. Yeah. So there was people that were like into philosophy and it was a rumor that like once you got syphilis, you got really smart before it like turned your brain into mush. You went smart from your insanity? Yeah. Okay. okay Basically. Good. So sure. people would purposely try to get syphilis because they could, you know. So they can become philosophical? Yeah. I never understood philosophy. I think we said this before. I think yeah. I said it before. I fucking did shitty. I think I passed. I don't even know by whose good graces because I hated that class. But you know what? Fucked up out of my mind. I feel like I could genuinely understand it. Yeah. So I get that. But little did they know that was not the way. Oh, no, no. That's definitely they not the way. They used to try and get syphilis to become more philosophical. Yeah. Like philosophers would try to get syphilis on purpose because they sure. would, before they went completely They didn't know the power of mushrooms yet? No, not acid yet. Or something? I guess not. I mean, not no. If you're trying to get some poontang to give you some syphilis, I mean, that's like. But this was like. How long of incubation period is that? I think that's for some time. Yeah, that's like a long time, (laughs) like years. Because there's a point too where you get syphilis and you've had it for so long that you're not even contagious anymore. Right. Like there's like a whole thing with this. Mm -hmm. Okay. I watched an episode of Law and Order about that. It was so sad. Law and Order. (laughs) (laughs) You guys and your Law and Order. It's so funny. I told you, me and Olivia and Elliot have a history. (laughs) But I know. Oh, my, my girls were recording downstairs in my apartment today. Yeah, we had a little change for a little bit. So now Beanie is creeping around. Mm-hmm. Beanie got skinnier. She did. I like her tail is skinnier. I can tell by petting her. Yeah. I don't know. She has her days. Sometimes she's like, I'm going to eat everything. And the other time she's like, mm, I'm getting a little thick. Down. So me and Bean, you know, understand each other. Mm-hmm. Good for her. I think now that it's getting warmer, that's what it is. Who's in the winter weight? Little spring chicken, mm-hmm. getting ready for the summertime. Yeah, you know, summertime fine. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, stop talking about me. I know. <laughs> so in spring nineteen, oh wait, I told you about Leona Carpenter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah, she was the one. Then she it, was trouble. <laughs> well, she gave Dorothy a power of attorney without question because she wow. had all these illnesses. Well, I mean, the bitch has syphilis. Like, what is she going to do? Right, right, right. She was probably weak-minded from it. Yeah. Not weak-minded, but, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, in 1987, a woman named Carol Durnings moved into the boarding house. And Carol was in her 30s, so her and Dorothea ended up becoming kind of friends and, like, drinking buddies. She was in her 30s and she moved into this fake boarding home? Yeah, because, I mean, she just took in people, like, in general. So it was, like... It's almost like a hostel where you just rent a room. I was going to say, you know, space for the homeless. Let me take your check. That's how you live here. Yeah, basically. Okay. And around the same time, Carol moved in. An 80-year-old woman named Betty Palmer moved in. And she was known as a very, like, spry and eccentric woman. Mm-hmm. When Carol first moved in, she thought that Dorothea was a great caretaker mm-hmm. and very attentive. But then she noticed that the Wicked Wench would give Betty meds a lot. <laughs> and as time passed, the vivacious Betty was looking more like death. Like she would just lay on the couch and moan all day. Yeah. And normally she's like out here. Yeah. The wicked wench was not about taking her to the hospital at all. Because they're like, she's not looking good. And she's like, she's fine. She'll be fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> well, a month later, Betty just wasn't around anymore. And no one knew where she was except for the wicked wench. Dorothea cut off Betty's head and hands <gasps> and buried her body in the front yard, then covered over where she had buried the body with concrete. And what the fuck? 
and got rid of her head and hands so that she couldn't be identified if her body was found. Yeah, so she was poisoning her over that month because she didn't want to take care of her because she had, like... All the illnesses that she had? Yeah. And they think that Betty just, like, annoyed her, so... You know what I think it was? If Betty was as vivacious Mm -hmm. as said to be, Mm -hmm. that bitch was jealous. Yeah, she was. She was jealous of Betty. Mm -hmm. That's what it was. Betty was fucking lively. She fucking probably had it going on for her age. Wearing a red lipstick. Right. Cat eye glasses. Right. And she was probably looking better than her fucking tired old ass. So she's like, you know what, Betty? I got something for you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Betty, you gonna get it. Exactly. Wow. Because she fucking, out of all the people, she's never cut off a fucking hand. Well, she killed her first with the poison and then she It doesn't matter though, yeah. love. She never fucking cut anybody up into pieces like that. No. Not even her fucking fiance. She just put him in a box and by the river. Yeah. Like, she's fucking cutting off heads now and hands? Well, she actually put him in the box in the river like a month after she killed him too. That's true because she was storing him upstairs. Yeah. But even then, she never fucking cut him up. I mean, I get it. I mean, shit probably progresses and gets worse. But I think that's significant. That, that is you definitely. you fucking cut her head off. Yeah. You know how much work it takes to cut somebody's head off? Not A person personally. dead weight? <laughs> yeah. Lady love, I moved dead weight. Yeah. You imagine trying to pick... No. No fucking way. No fucking way. Yeah. This lady's out of her mind. Hell yeah. And she's not dangerous. No, no. No. She's a good member of the community. She can be helpful is what she can be. Mm-hmm. She's Let's a not good forget. granny. Yes. Abuela. Mm-hmm. It's like the abuela from fucking... <laughs> abuela from fucking hell, lady love. Say, what the fuck? That's like spawned uh, abuela. Have you ever seen that episode of Spongebob where like um, his snail decides that he doesn't want to be with them anymore? Yeah, and he, he leaves them. Yeah, and then he finds like that old lady who just feeds him like cookies and shit. And he makes him fat. You don't want cookies? Don't fret. I made a batch of deviled eggs, too. Come back, Miss Tufsy. You don't want these to go to waste, do you? They were labor of love. A grandma. To kill them? Yeah. I bet you that's I what this bitch was that. based on. You think so? Oh, yeah. Taking in, <laughs> taking in stray snails just to kill them. Come here, little one. I got something for you. Mm-hmm. Eat this up. It's going to make you fat. <laughs> so... Yeah, she cut off her head and hands so that her body That's couldn't be identified. What's up, man? No, yeah, she was a bitch. Yeah, like she was. I'm sure people are listening to this and they're like, they're mean. They're saying fat people are gross. We're like, no, bitch, we're saying this fat bitch is gross. Yeah. Like, I love you no matter what shape you are, but this woman. Mm-hmm. She's just evil was bitch. Awful. Oh, yeah. Like, listen to what she's doing to these people. Exactly. Listen to her. Like, she's 50 something year old. Cutting up 70-something-year-olds' heads? Mm-hmm. Come on. Come on. Just, how are you going to, like, cut somebody's life short at 80? Yeah. Like, some people don't even make it to 80 naturally. And you're just going to kill a bitch. Right. That's just rude. So, Dorothy apparently did a lot of late-night gardening, mm-hmm. quote-unquote. And one of her tenants named Mervyn John McCulley would do a lot of yard work for her. Mm-hmm. And the Wicked Wench asked him to do things without him knowing what her plans were. So he unknowingly dug Betty's grave. Oh, no. Yeah. (laughs) 
Oh, man. That's fucked up. And, like, her neighbors, because she always did, quote, late night gardening. They mm-hmm. didn't think anything of it, even though she's fucking burying bodies in the nighttime. Like, mm-hmm. what the fuck? Not too long after she went missing, Carol and the other tenants started asking about Betty. Mm-hmm. She told them that Betty had left with her daughter. Well, not too long after that, Betty's daughter shows up at the house looking for her mom. <laughs> so the tenants are like, well, what the fuck? Yeah. You said that Betty was there. And obviously, you know, catching on to the fact that Dorothy is lying, the wicked wench had to come up with something. So she told them that she put Betty in a nursing home. Wow. And didn't want her daughter to find out. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So I know you's a lie. Tell me which nursing home Betty's at then. Exactly. Point her out. It's not Shady Pines. Let's go see her. (laughs) Exactly. Tell me where she's at. Which one in the area you want to go to first? I'm sure there's plenty. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. Well... The same year that Betty moved in, so did a 63-year-old man named James Gallup. Okay. James was an alcoholic that Dorothea had met at a bar and convinced him to move into the boarding house because he was sick and could hardly see. Of course. When he moved in, the wicked wench told him that he had to sign over his benefits to her because he was an alcoholic. But he told her no, and she got pissed. (laughs) You can't touch my money, bitch. Yeah. So about a month later... He had brain surgery, and all he did was, like, lay on the couch and drink and sleep. Oh. Carol saw Dorothea wake James up multiple times to give him medication that he'd already taken. In April 1987, James went to a bar, and the bartender remember him seeming, like, pretty happy, considering he just had brain surgery. Uh-huh. And then two weeks later, when the Wicked Wench went to that same bar, the bartender asked how James was doing, And she looked irritated and told him that James had moved out in the middle of the night. Oh. Mm -hmm. A motherfucker that just had brain surgery is moving out in the middle of the night? Right. That's that's happening? He's making all these crazy decisions because somebody poked at his noodle and now he's leaving them in the middle of the night. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Let's go with it. So, Dorothea really had already murdered James and buried him in the yard. bro. Yep. Because she was like, oh, bitch, you don't want to give me your check? Now I'm just going to take it from you. Then, in July 1987, the Wicked Wench called James's doctor and told him that James was moving to L.A. and didn't need to see him anymore. The call seemed weird, so the doctor started to do a little digging and found out that a prescription James was given for Dalmain, which was a sedative, mm-hmm. had been forged because James was never given any refills. Mm. So she was, like, refilling his meds and her own. Dalmine is a benzodiazepine Mm -hmm. that was used as a sleep aid. Dorothea had a prescription of it herself and actually used a couple different doctors to get multiple prescriptions of that same drug each month. And this was one of the drugs that she used on her victims. So she was trying to keep getting James's prescription as long Mm -hmm. as possible. Right. On October 2nd, 1987, a woman named Vera Martin moved into the boarding house. Mm -hmm. Vera was 64 with tuberculosis and a bunch of other illnesses. Uh Dorothea didn't like having to actually take care of people. So. (laughs) Surprise, surprise. Yeah. Well, a week after moving in, Vera also disappeared. Oh, my God. One week. Seven days. She ain't even waiting. She's no. just like, I'm not even going to play the long game. You know what? I'm tired of you tomorrow. Yeah. like <laughs> It's no. over. Oh, you didn't change the toilet paper roller? Uh-huh. 
You're due for your medicine. Yeah. Here. <laughs> Take your meds. Wow. Mm-hmm. Man. This bitch is busy. I mean, clearly. So in January 1988, a man named Ben Fink, who had been living at the boarding house for a while, mysteriously moved out in the middle of the night. Oh, God. The same day that he got belligerently drunk and argumentative with Dorothea. Mm. And Dorothea said she was taking him upstairs to make him well. Mm-hmm. Taking him upstairs to teach him a lesson. Exactly. Whew. A few days after he quote-unquote moved out, the tenants noticed a horrible rotting smell coming from one of the rooms that the wicked wench had put Ben in. And no one said anything. They were pretty scared at that point. I know. I don't want to be next. (laughs) I'm just picturing like this super old, terrible nursing home. Yeah. They're just like walking around. Yeah. And like this evil bitch is out here trying to kill people. Mm -hmm. It's like an episode of like American Horror Story. Mm -hmm. God. So Dorothea finally buried him in the yard with the rest of her fellow tenants. And in February 1988, a 32-year-old mentally disabled man named Bert Montoya moved into the basement room in the boarding house. Mm -hmm. He was known as a gentle man and very friendly. He had tuberculosis, Mm. which I'm like, how many motherfuckers had tuberculosis back in the day? That's crazy. Now it's not a thing, but that's crazy. So he had tuberculosis that was under control. His biggest issue was suffering from hallucinations when he went off his meds. Oh, that's great. I mean, whatever. It's not fine. a big deal. No, I love totally to see cool. things that are not there all the time. Yeah. <laughs> so Bert was homeless and slept at a detox center before he moved in with Dorothea. Safe. And he wasn't an alcoholic at all. Like he just slept there because it was a place to sleep. Mm-hmm. A social worker named Judy Moyes decided to help him and was the person who helped him find Dorothea. Mm-hmm. So she was the person that helped him get state benefits mm-hmm. and find Dorothea. Um, she moved him in with Dorothea thinking that he'd be happy there. Since Bert was young, he helped around the house. Dorothea seemed to legitimately like him, mm-hmm. but also listed herself as his cousin and payee for his check. Of course she did. Not long after he moved in, Leona Carpenter, you remember mm-hmm. her, who lived in the boarding house for a few years, mysteriously moved out after getting very ill. Of course she did. <laughs> Poor Leona. She also ended up buried in the backyard. Wow. She was 80 at the time. And I think she moved in when she was like 78. So she lived there for like two years before she got killed. She was murdered in spring of 1988. Then a few months later in the summer, Mm -hmm. Dorothea supposedly, quote, kicked out a woman named Dorothy Miller for getting arrested. But really, she murdered the woman and kept being able to cash her checks because she had Ricardo, the man who owned the house that she's doing all this in, she had him listed as a payee on her social security check. Jeez. And she was like running this fucking house like it was a concentration camp. Pretty much. Every day. Come on. Yeah. To the murder room. Pretty much. I mean, at this point, she's just like doing it because she's bored. Yeah. like I don't like you. you. So you're done. Let's go. Let's go. You're done. Come on, Lydia. Two years is too long. <laughs> Time for you to go in the backyard. Some late night gardening. Late night gardening tonight, guys. <laughs> Don't ask where I am because you know where I am. Leave me alone. I'm planting the tulips. I'm planting the tulips. Right? Like, what the fuck? 
Well, the Wicked Wench had a serious shopping problem. Of course she did. She spent money like she was fucking Michael Jackson. She always had that problem, though. Yeah, but it was, like, getting worse now that she kept having all this money. Like, mm-hmm. this bitch had, like, Michael Kors purses type shit. Like, she was out here. Her tenant's money is what she used to feed her addiction and pay all the bills. Mm-hmm. She spent thousands of dollars a month on Finger Hut merchandise. Do you remember Finger, Finger Hut label? Like the late night fucking Mail overpriced. Order. Yeah. Yeah. That's what she, that's what was her thing. So Finger Hut actually accepted any form of government check as an acceptable payment, whether the name on it was the same name as the recipients or not. Oh, my. Yeah. Don't so, do that anymore, huh? Oh, probably not. I wouldn't imagine <laughs> so. But at that time, they didn't give a fuck. They were like, oh. Money's money. Give it to me. Oh, we're sending this to Dorothea? It says Mildred on the check. That's fine. <laughs> I wonder if they know each other. I, you know what? Not my business. It Catch it. So she murdered six of her tenants yeah. in a little over a year with zero remorse. She would keep the tenants from asking for money by just buying them shit that they would normally ask for, like liquor for alcoholics. Mm-hmm. But... Dorothea's newest guest, Bert, was starting to lean on the side of annoying for her. Mm -hmm. Because Bert had tuberculosis, someone came in to check on him two times a month. Mm. Wicked Wench was pissed that she can't have a motherfucker just dropping by. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, she's out here fucking running. Burying bodies. Yeah. Of course. We don't want your operation to get fucked up, Natalie Love. You can't. (sighs) I know. She's going to have to figure out something to do with good old Bert now. That's what I'm saying. Bert's like ruining the slaughterhouse. Exactly. You slowing down business, sir. What are we going to do with you? You got people coming here every two weeks. That's way too many people. Well, at first she tried to just threaten the social worker into not coming anymore, saying that she would leave him at the detox center where she found him if she didn't stop coming by. Nice. Yeah, because that wasn't suspicious at all. Right. But then she just slowly started to poison him. Oh, good. In August 1988, Bert went to a bar where he had a credit at because, mm-hmm. you know, one of the ways to keep him from asking for money, oh. she would put money at this bar and he would go and get a beer and burrito whenever he wanted. Just a beer and a burrito. That's nice. Mm-hmm. I wish I could go somewhere and get a beer and a burrito. That's what I'm saying. I was actually thinking about transit burgers as we're sitting here. I am not thinking about it. They burned me once. I'm I sorry. That if I order a well done burger, guess what? I want it well done. I want the meat outside seared. That's yeah. not what I asked for. I didn't ask for rare. No, that's awful. The burger's still in my fridge. Still? I couldn't even warm it up. I was so disgusted by it. It's so pink inside. It's so pink. The meat on my knife was pink from cutting it. Oh, wow. Yeah. I don't even eat my burgers at rare. Oh, imagine my surprise when I cut into it and I was like, this is fucking disgusting. Glad I spent $20 on this. Yeah. Not doing it. I'm burned. So Sorry, that means love. no ordering for at least like six months. <laughs> Sorry, Lady Love. Make my burger well done. Not feel different. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, in August 1988, Bert went to the bar where he had a credit at. Mm-hmm. The Wicked Wench gave the bar enough money for him to get his beer and burrito whenever burrito he wanted. Burrito does sound good. It does. I'm kind of I was thinking McDonald's. Yeah, I'm fucking dying, Lady Love. Like the inside of my brain is like food. Food. What kind of food? This food. That food. That food. That food. That food. That piece of wood looks good. Oh, God, it's not edible. Like, that's where I'm at. Well, mentally. I think I have tomatoes and stuff in the fridge. We could always just go to Weggies and pick up some hamburger meat. And oh, that's so fucking, that's so much, that's way too much work. Yeah. It's getting late. I'm fucking hungry. I need to eat something that's 
readily available to well, eat. Well, I have the risotto in there, too. Yeah, that's true. I thought about that, too. Yeah. Do you put cheese on it, Lady Love? Mm-hmm. I tasted cheese. Yeah, oh. Parmesan. Oh, yeah. It's good. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> Bert went for his usual. And yeah, beer and burrito. Yep. And then he just, like, passed out on the floor of the bar. <gasps> yep. And that same month, he told social workers at the detox center that he did not want to live at the boarding house anymore. Oh, no. But he had a learning disability, so he couldn't, like, convey his problems. Okay. And, like, the one day he had passed out and just showed up at the detox center. Like, she just dropped his ass, his ass off there. Wow. Yeah. Brutal. Yeah. He told these people, like, I don't want to live there anymore. Yeah. Well, they convinced him to just go back. No, it's not that bad. You'll be fine. In September, Bert called the post office and told them that the wicked wench had his check and wouldn't give it to him. Oh, no. And the whole time that he's on the phone with the post office people, Dorothea was screaming in the background saying that she was going to fucking leave his ass on the street, all kinds of stuff. And he was trying to, like, explain to them. He's like, I can't give you my phone number. I can't. I just live at this address and this lady has my check. So, Bert having all this trouble articulating the gravity of the situation, the people didn't really understand. Mm -hmm. And Dorothea wouldn't let him give his phone number, and she wouldn't let him even write down the phone numbers that they were trying to give to him. Of course. So, he tried to call the post office two more times about his social security check that day, but the lady couldn't really do anything about it. Mm -hmm. And that was the last time anyone had heard from Bert. (sighs) She's like, this is the last straw, Bertie. Yep. You got to go, boo. You calling people now? <laughs> Come here, Bert. Let's Come have on. a chat. Let's have a chat and a beer. Yeah. Let's go have a Beth beer and burrito that Damn, you like. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Well, now the Wicked Wench had a problem because his social worker kept coming to check on him. Mm-hmm. And Dorothea kept making up excuses for why that he wasn't there. And Dorothea ends up trying to tell Judy, his social worker, that Bert just up and moved to Mexico. Oh, somebody with a learning disability that fucking needs other people to survive, depends on other people for survival, just said, fuck you bitches, I'm going to Mexico. Yeah, that's exactly what I wrote. Because this dude couldn't even remember his own phone number. Right. But he was going to find his way to Mexico on his own. Double middle fingers up. Fuck you hoes. I'm out. <laughs> Mexico time. Fuck what? This bitch. Oh. Right, like... Okay, but you know what? We'll go with it. Sure. So after about two months of Dorothea dodging Judy and saying that she'll have... Two months? Yeah. But then again, it was every two weeks. Yeah. Okay. All right. So after two months of her dodging Judy and saying that she'll have Bert call her, Judy got pissed and told her that if she didn't have Bert contact her by November 7th, because it was November 1st at this point, Mm -hmm. her and her co-worker, Beth Valentine, who she brought along with her as a witness... We're going to report Bert as a missing person. Ooh. The Wicked Wench cried and said that she would get to Bert. But when Judy got the call, it was not Bert on the phone. Of course it wasn't. Some man was saying that he was Bert's brother-in-law and that Bert was living with him in Utah. In Utah. Yeah, no not longer Mexico. Mexico. We're in Utah with a brother-in-law. Yeah. Okay, sweet deal. His non-existent brother-in-law. Right. Because there was no family before. Yeah. But now there's family. Yeah. So we're in Utah now. We're happy. Exactly. Bert didn't have a brother-in-law. So Judy knew that this was a setup. Mm-hmm. Judy called the cops. <laughs> a uniform officer went to the boarding house at 1426 F Street in Sacramento. 
And the Wicked Wench answers the door. The cop asked about Bert, and she tells him, Bert moved to Utah with his brother-in-law a few months back. Dorothea told the cop that her tenant, John Sharp, was there and saw Bert leave. He could corroborate her story for her. Of course he could. So the cop didn't really think anything of it. He looked around. He was about to leave when good old John, terrified, slips the cop a note saying, quote, she's making me lie for her. (laughs) Oh, Johnny boy. But I mean, now you can see why he was terrified. I mean, he knew that ass was next. Oh, yeah, definitely. They all knew they were next, which is why they weren't saying anything. Mm -hmm. Good old Betty done went missing. Good old birdie down one missing. Oh, I might be nice. Yeah. I keep my bitch ass mouth shut. <laughs> I'm not, no, I don't need anything. Yeah. No, yeah. I'll wear do, my underwear Do you again. need something? No? No, nothing? Okay, great. That's how I like it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So obviously something is up. So major crimes detectives get involved. Damn. On November 11th, 1988, Judy and Beth met with two detectives. John Cabrera mm-hmm. and Terry Brown mm-hmm. and the Wicked Wench's parole officer Jim Wilson to Lazy see if bum. they yep to see if they mm-hmm. had a valid case. The detectives and parole officers go over the Wicked Wench's file and find out that she's met with her parole officer twenty one times and let them inspect her home fourteen times, <gasps> which is a fucking lie. I think. If they inspected it, they didn't inspect it well. Like, how do you they not... They didn't go to the basement? Apparently not. Oh, no, no, no. The basement's not part of my Lady apartment. Love. She had fucking probably like eight or ten people in there. They didn't hear a peep out of these other people. You better be quiet. Yeah. Don't you say a thing. <laughs> Hide under the stairs, you motherfuckers. If I hear one peep, I will be back down here and you will regret it. Exactly. <laughs> oh, I mean, I can see it, but at the same time, I don't know. I feel like also they were partially lazy. Probably, because they apparently never knew that she was running a boarding house. The cop knew that, though. The cop knew that going there. Oh, yeah. Oh, I got this tenant, and he'll vouch for that. Mm-hmm. Well, apparently, it doesn't matter, because they didn't have the internet back in the day, and no one knew anything about anyone. True. It's still fucking bullshit, though. Do your due diligence and follow up. People don't give a fuck. Cops back in the fucking what? 60s? That's like me not giving a fuck. I know you're dying, but I'm good. Yeah. Like, what? You'll be fine. You'll be all right. Let's try harder. Mm-hmm. You know, like... Oh, you just death pooped? That's fine. All right. <laughs> oh, what does that smell? Oh, God. Death poop? Oh, God. <laughs> like, you know? Like, yeah. It's so upsetting. No, for real. So they all decided to make a trip to the house and asked to look around. <laughs> the detectives found dozens and dozens of pill bottles, tons of alcohol, and obviously a bunch of tenants. The parole officer told the wicked wench that she was obviously going to have her parole revoked because she was running a border house mm-hmm. that she wasn't supposed to. So they talked to the tenants and none of them said anything was happening, of course. So to be thorough, they asked if they could dig around in the yard. And Dorothea says yes, as long as they're mindful of the new landscaping. Don't tear up that new grass I just put down. Well, it's new. <laughs> Fun fact, when they got there, she offered them, like, food and drinks, and they passed. (laughs) Thank goodness. I know. She probably would have fucking murdered them, too. Exactly. So the detectives and parole officer are digging all over the yard. They dug a bunch of holes, and they were just about to give up and just violate her on her parole. Mm -hmm. When Detective John Cabrera 
found a decaying leg near the fence. (laughs) Well, what's this right here? A good old decaying leg? Mm -hmm. Where's this coming from, Dorothea? Well, Dorothea was watching the whole time and just stood there with her hand over her mouth, acting shocked when they pulled out the leg. Oh my god, that's a leg? (laughs) Oh, pero de donde? (laughs) Oh my god. Like, what the fuck? Really? No, ma'am. Did this leg come from your lawn? No, officer. It didn't. I don't even know where you got it. It's on the other side of the fence. Other side of the fence. What the fuck? Well, they keep digging and realize that it's the body of an elderly woman with gray hair. Mm. So this is not Bert. Who they're looking for. Birdie, birdie. Mm -hmm. Ain't it? Well, they tape off the yard as a crime scene and take the wicked wench in for questioning. Mm Mm-hmm. John didn't have enough to arrest her yet, so after a 45-minute interview, she just went home. Which, I feel like if you find a dead body in the yard... You're not going home. Yeah, like, you shouldn't have to go home. What? You shouldn't even go home for free. You need, like, a fucking $50,000 bail. They found a dead leg in your yard. Does nobody care about the dead leg? Apparently not. (laughs) So, she obviously denied everything. Which, I should have been a criminal back in the day, apparently, because like, you can get away with anything. deny. Yeah. If you deny, like, you believe it, other people will follow. Apparently. Well, Detective John said that she was lying and asked her to take a polygraph. Dorothea said that she couldn't now because she was too nervous. But she'd take one on Monday when after she went home. Sure. Something yeah. to relax her a little bit. So, the news and media was swarming around the boarding house while law enforcement was digging up the yard looking for more bodies. Around 9 a.m. on November 12, 1988, Dorothea walked out of her house dressed to the nines with about $3,000 in her purse. Detective John talked to her, and she asked if she could just go to the Clarion Hotel because she was freaking out with so many people around the house. He says yes, and he escorted her there, not realizing that she was planning to skip town. Which, you just found a body in this bitch's yard? You don't think she's going to skip town? You're just going to give her a ride to the hotel. So she can relax a little bit. Yeah. Be found a dead body in her yard. Yeah. But you know what? She's probably stressed out. Mm-hmm. She deserves to be at a hotel. Yeah, it's fine. Sure. No. It's just, no. So she gets there and he sees her meet up with one of her tenants, Mervin McCauley. You know, the guy that's like digging up the yard. Good old Mervin. And they meet at the hotel. And as soon as the cop leaves, they take a cab to a bar together. She had four vodka grapefruits and complained mm. about her life the whole time. Vodka grapefruits. <laughs> yes. And she was at a bar named Tiny's Lounge in West Sacramento. Cute. Very cute. And then she decided to leave the bar in a cab to go to Stockton, which was four hours away. Oh, that's an expensive cab ride, if I may add. Well, she had three grand in her bag, so. I mean, she's got the money to spend, I guess. Mm-hmm. Well, a half an hour after letting the wicked wench leave the boarding house, the excavators found another body. And John was just kicking himself because as soon as he gets back there, they're literally like, hey, we found another body in the yard. And he has to go back to the hotel so he can arrest Dorothea. Mm -hmm. But guess what? Bitch ain't there. Exactly. She is gone. So fucked, law enforcement is searching all over California for the wicked wench. Her face is on every paper and in every news channel. (laughs) They even notify Mexican officials to ask them to keep an eye out just in case she tries to, like, leave the U.S. entirely. Mm-hmm. By November 14, 1988, law enforcement found seven bodies buried in the yard. Mm-hmm. 
One in the front yard and six in the backyard. And, like, you buried one bitch in the front yard. Maybe she ran out of space in the back and had to go to the front. No, the first one she killed. Oh, it was Lucy. Uh, Betty. Betty. Yeah, Lucy. Yeah, the vivacious one. Yeah, I remember her as the vivacious one, but for some reason I wanted to name her Lucy. Yeah, no. Betty Maybe was like buried in the front yard. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because Betty was her fucking masterpiece. She's like, fuck this bitch. Mm-hmm. She didn't get to be with anybody else. I still think she was jealous of her. She probably was. I think so. Evil bitch. Exactly. Well, at this time, women were thought to only kill over emotional events. So Dorothea was just... I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Can you repeat that one more time? At this time, women were thought to only kill over emotional events. This was only a shy... 32, 31 years ago? Yeah, probably 1988? Yeah. It's the year my sister was born. Yeah. Solid, I'm going to be, how old am I going to be? 29? Yeah. 30, 31, 32, 33. 33 years. Yeah. This was only 33 years ago, guys. Mm-hmm. Women can only kill because what? Because of emotional events, emotional situations. Okay. Well, it's proven now that women will kill for any reason. Oh, like, now, thank God. I mean, yeah. we fucking caught up with the times. I know. Now women are capable. Oh, now we're capable. But 33 years ago, we needed some fucking unfortunate life shit to go No, down. 33 years ago, we can kill seven people and bury them in our yard and nothing happens. And, you know, the cop will take you to the next hotel that you want to go to. Yeah. No it's issues. It's fine. Not a problem. Yeah. You know, whatever. Fucking mind boggled. I think my brain is numb. Oh, yeah. And apparently everybody in the situation was mind-boggled because they were confused on how a woman could just kill for financial gain. <laughs> Dorothea just shocked and amazed them, being a woman serial killer. So on November 16, 1988, cops everywhere were still looking for Dorothea, but she was hiding out in an L.A. hotel. She was bored and running low on money, so she Uh-oh. decided to go get a drink at the Monte Carlo bar and mm-hmm. find a victim. She's ballsy, this one. This bitch just escaped three days ago, four days ago. Typical serial killer behavior. Mm -hmm. Wants to get caught. Exactly. Just putting it out there. Well, she ends up talking to a man named Charles Wilgus. Awful name. I know. (laughs) I'm sorry. That just fucking attacked my senses. I was like, oh, oh, oh. Gotta say this. What? Right. Well, he was just her type. Old and with a government check. Hey. So she tells him that her name is Donna. And they should move in together because they could save money. He was weirded out by the whole situation. He just, like, dodges the question. Yeah, that's kind of weird. And he tells her that they can meet up the next day to chat. And the whole time they're hanging out, he's thinking that this Donna looks so familiar. Where do I know you from, Donna? Yeah, what the fuck, Donna? So he goes home, racking his brain on why she looks so familiar, and turns on the TV, and he sees his new friend Donna on the news. And she's a wanted serial killer named Dorothea Puente. <laughs> oh, that's my boo. Oh, wait. <gasps> she's a murderer. Well, Charles calls the news station, who then calls the cops. And at 11 p.m., the Rampart Division Police Department arrests Dorothea at her hotel. And she goes with them without a fight. Then they call Sacramento PD to come get her. Well, the Sacramento cops couldn't get to her in time, so they ended up having to make a deal with the news station who agreed to fly her to Sacramento on their private plane if they can have exclusive access to her with an interview and pictures. 
She's just milking it at this point, huh? Well, it's not even her now. This is just like the news trying to get the scoop. I mean, 80s, yeah. I feel like she was like for it. Yeah. Probably overheard them. Was like, excuse me? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm available for an interview, senor. I can take pictures of my side. Right? <laughs> right? Take it from this side. Like, yeah. Okay. So, Detective John had to agree to this or else Ellie would be forced to arraign her. Cause what does arraign mean? So, you have to arraign a person within 24 hours of arresting them, I think. Okay. And arraign means you have to, like, book them for charges. Mm. But Sacramento wanted her because this is where they found other bodies. L.A. couldn't really do anything because gotcha. it wasn't in their jurisdiction. I get it now. So, all she kept telling the reporters was that she, quote, used to be a good person. The best type of person, Dorothy. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I was a hooker best type in of person. ice cream parlor. Right. It just screams outstanding human. Mm-hmm. Number one best citizen in the world. I got my phone finger up right now. <laughs> I'm doing Numero it. Numero uno. Mejor persona. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> so because Dorothea was clearly a flight risk, she was forced to await trial in clearly. prison. Uh, where she should have been this entire time, but okay. Yep. She was being tried for nine counts of murder. And pled not guilty. I didn't do it. It wasn't me. You didn't find nine bodies in my yard. I didn't do it. Sure. She refused to take the plea deal for the first time ever in her life. And the plea deal would have given her life in prison without the death penalty. Hmm. Without the death penalty, that's not bad. Because she definitely deserves it. Oh, she definitely does. So her trial started in February 1993 and lasted about six months. Okay. She was 64 years old when the trial finally started. So she got arrested five years before the trial even got to start. On August 26, 1993, after six weeks of deliberation, Mm -hmm. the jurors agreed to find Dorothea Puente guilty of two counts of first-degree murder for the murders of Dorothy Miller and Benjamin Fink. Mm Mm-hmm. And guilty of secondary murder for the murder of Leona Carpenter. Mm -hmm. And because one of the jurors, literally only one of the 12 jurors refused to find Dorothea guilty on the other six cases, those ones were considered mistrials. Gotta have all or none. And that's so stupid. Like, literally, 11 of them. ingredients or none. Yeah. It's a shitty part of it, but if there's one, it fucking fucks the whole thing up. Yep, and that's what happened. Fuck, dude! Yep. So on October 13th, 1993, the judge was forced to decide Dorothea's sentence because the jurors couldn't decide. Please tell me it's a fucking good one. Well, she was given life in prison without the possibility of parole. Good. And over $20,000 in fines. Oh, I'm sure she had the cash for it. They should have hung that bitch. They should have fucking taken her out into a corner and fucking shot her like I said. All right now, you wise guy. Isn't that a thing? It was my first suggestion. I think the Nazis did it. Yeah, I was going to say. Not really that fucking awful if it happens to a person of this caliber. No, but I'm putting it out there. I'm pretty sure, too, when they used to do that, like, it was called, it was called something. But, like, if you survived, like, say you were put out in the middle of gunfire and you just so happened to survive, like, your death penalty charge is done. Really? Yeah. So if you were, like, shot and you didn't die... You need to do it execution style, in between the eyes. Fuck it. Make sure they don't come back. Just, they probably did it like some Hunger Games shit where they made them run, and then they are just like, shut. <laughs> Close their eyes. Pew, 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 pew. Yeah. I hope it got her. Okay, let's go. Yeah, that's it for us. Exactly. Lunchtime. I don't know. Fuck. 
Well, the wicked wench was sent to Central California's women's facility in Chachilla. Chachilla? I didn't even know that was a place in California. I didn't know either. How's it spelled? C-H-A-C-H-I-L-L-A, I think. That's how I spelled it. I don't know. Chachilla. Yeah. Chachilla. Chachilla. Hmm. Interesting. And in 2004, a pen pal and murder groupie of Dorothea's. Murder groupie? Yep. You don't say. Yep. His name was Shane Bugsby. Shane was a freak. Well, him and Dorothea used to correspond all the time, and she would always talk about how much she loved to cook. So he decided to publish a book full of Dorothea's recipes called Cooking with a Serial Killer. And you can actually still buy this online. Really? Yes. I wonder if any of the uh, recipes had, like, natural poison. Probably. <laughs> it's like cyanide right. with cookies. Arsenic. <laughs> yeah. It smells like almonds. Arsenic in the pie. Mm-hmm. Just keep eating it. It's fine. It's fine. It tastes delicious. It's almonds. Right. So, in 2009, Sacktown Magazine did an exclusive interview with the Wicked Wench that lasted, like, weeks. Okay. And in the interview, Martin Coos, the journalist who corresponded with her, asked Dorothea how she wanted to die. Do you know what this bitch said? In the electric chair? No. She Late said, night gardening. Late night gardening. Second answer. <laughs> second answer. <laughs> so she said she wanted to, quote, die peacefully in her sleep without sickness or disability. That's ironic. That's exactly how you're going to die. That is exactly how she died. So this bitch sadly got what she wanted and died in prison on March 27th, 2011 at 82 years old in her sleep. Get out. Yes, lady love. She fucking died in her sleep. That's it? Yep. That's it. Died How in old was she? She was in her 60s already when she went to prison? She did less than a 20 year stint? Yep. For a lifetime of shittiness and killing people? Yep. All right. All right. That's one wicked fucking human being, Lady Love. Lady Love. I don't know how you find these people. I I like the one that I did. Not like I prefer it over anything. I've done a lot with you. <laughs> but like, if I had to listen, like if I had to read about this woman, do you see me reading about her? Oh, no. No, oh, definitely God, not. Easily. But I find this shit interesting. Like, it's crazy some of the stuff you find out. And then she died in her sleep? Yep. She I died. just want to pee on her grave. I know. I just want to like shit on it. Right? And light it on fire. All these people that she killed, all these innocent people, you know, just fucking... Innocent and old people! Stupid. How stupid was society around her? Like, am I... Am I wrong for, no. like, being bewildered by the fucking... I don't even know what to call it. No, most definitely not. She was a demon. Like, how is it that I could get arrested? Me! Me! I don't, yeah. I, I don't even think... I think I'm, like, a very upstanding so citizen. Rolling pass the stop sign like i could get pulled over go to jail anything yeah be held until the judge comes in because you ran a stop sign and this bitch is out here getting away with murder all right well that's a good one Lila. it was i got most of my basically all my information from the podcast podcast called female criminals They do a dope job. Like, I was looking this shit up on the internet like I always do. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to listen to this podcast and see if I find anything else. And then I found, like, a whole plethora of new shit. And I was like, oh, awesome, titties. Yeah. That's awesome. Now me and Lady Love are going to figure out what to eat. Because I am hungry. I am fucking starving. And I got to pee. <laughs> but that's irrelevant. But if you guys like us, 
like us on our Facebook group at Wine Wicked Crimes and Cat Moms Oh My. Or like us on our Instagram to see adorable things. I haven't been that great at posting lately. Sorry, guys. I'm trying. <laughs> at Cat Moms Oh My Podcast. I tried to send some adorable pictures of Lulu. Oh, I definitely put those ones up. This the fucking douche canoosh of a fucking little kitty. <laughs> like, I can't deal with his existence anymore. <laughs> like, I refuse. I've been up since 4.15 today. Do you know why? Oh, he woke me up that early because of the spring. There's a four-legged person who woke me up at 4.15 today. Yeah. Did he have a spring? No, he didn't have a spring. No? He literally woke me up. Just, like, woke you up for no reason? It's time to get up, Mom. Hello? Rise and shine, bitch. It's 4.15. And I'm like, what the fuck? What day is it? The sun's not even up yet. What life am I in? Is it is it morning yet? Do I work today? God, is that you? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. One of those moments. That motherfucker. Okay. It was one of those. The spring goes into hiding. All right. If I can catch it before I go to sleep, late love, that shit goes away. <laughs> like You can't have the spring no more. Give me right. the spring. It's nighttime. And then he'll see where I put it. He cries. Eee! I'm like, you get it <laughs> Or uh, you can follow us on our Twitter at catmomsohmypod. Email us. Tell us what you think. And hey, rate us on Apple Podcasts, guys. We need you to do that. Yeah. So people can find out about us. I am an avid Apple user. I love Apple. I dig Apple products. Rate us on Apple Podcasts. You can do it. So far, we have three ratings. Actually, it's not even Apple Podcasts. It's just podcasts on the phone. Oh, is it? Yeah, you could just download something that says podcast. And it's oh. like, go find your world, people. Well, I'm an Android, so it says Apple Podcasts online. But either way, rate us. Do it. Or you can email us at catmoms2 at yahoo.com. Yahoo! We're working hard on that one. I know. (laughs) Or you can join us on our Patreon for early access to our episodes before they're aired to the public at our $5 level. Five, five, five. (laughs) Dollars, dollars, dollars. (laughs) At patreon.com forward slash yeah. cat moms oh my do it late love drunk and disorderly coming soon i know yeah. listen if you guys want to talk about a time that we will both deny just go to patreon you can do it i'm not gonna say that it was me no lady love's not gonna say that it was her it was not it wasn't us but, but if you do want to listen <laughs> go ahead and listen on our patreon <laughs> oh man well, that's it for this week guys good night goodbye